this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Vampire Hunter D. They didn't dub the tagline. Pardon me while I just sit here and brood in silence. Welcome to Slaughterhouse, Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And, and Hotlanta is Hotlanta is here, but he is just brooding silently. Yeah, he keeps talking to his hand monster. Yep. So he we may not hear him, but he is he is here. Along with his hand monster. And we watch Vampire Hunter D. As suggested by Hotlanta. Yeah, to continue his streak of not showing up when he recommends a movie. <laughs> it's his thing. It's fair. They're usually bad. They usually are. He'll have a good one at some point, I think. It may just be a couple years from now. <laughs> I think he's got one on the list that I know is good, but it is well down the list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds so, Chris, right. yes. How does this movie start? Well, it starts off in the year twelve thousand ninety. Obviously, do they actually say the year, or do they just say it's just like it's sometime far in the future? Well, my book says twelve thousand ninety. Okay, I think that's in your book, but not in the movie. And uh, the world has gone through some changes. Yep, it's uh. It now has a lower bone density. Yeah. And uh, uh, sometimes it grows a little bit of hair on its upper lip. Yeah. You know, its voice cracks occasionally. Yeah. It uh, no longer goes, it no longer menstruates. And uh, monsters and humans fight, monsters win. Yeah. Well, because it's a girl in a quote-unquote dress even though it's like it's belted at her waist and the ends of her dress don't really get down past her hips yeah so yeah but she is she attacks some like dinosaur giraffe looking thing Uh uh-huh and then she is attacked by a warwolf. Yeah. And uh she goes to take out the werewolf, warwolf, whatever. Warwolf. Yeah. But it turns out she's trespassing on one of the nobles' lands. Yes. And there is an incredibly long sequence of lightning crashes and slow zoom ins with a lightning cl- clash. Well, the lightning flashes, and then they're zoomed in a little bit more. The lightning flashes, and they're zoomed in a little bit more. And then the lightning flashes, and they're zoomed in a little bit more until finally we get to what is obviously a vampire. Yeah. And he's not With too his... happy about the trespass. No. So he decides to bite the girl on the neck. Yeah. Like vampire. Pardon me, like vampires do. Yep. 
And turns out that it's uh, it's that good stuff. So yes. he decides. She, she's got that sweet, sweet blood. Yeah. So they got to get hitched. Yes. Like you do. Right. Because if your blood tastes really good, the vampire has to marry you. That's the rule. Yeah. I don't make the rules. You just enforce them. Yeah. That's because that's Chris's other nickname is the enforcer. Yep. That's what literally you call me, apparently. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, so now it is the sunny times, which some people refer to as daytime. Yeah. Do we jump smash cut there, Chris? A little bit. Okay. And I think Uh, this is where uh, the titular D shows up. Yeah, he comes in riding on a horse, which I was like, is that a robot horse or like a live horse with like robot barding on it? I'm kind of confused. And then later on, someone's like, calls it a cyborg horse. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I was kind of correct either way. Yeah, you were right and wrong simultaneously. Yes, I am Schrodinger's quiz. And, uh, and, uh, so he goes, he comes right in. His collar is large. Which mm-hmm. apparently means he's killed very many Draculas, because I think uh, I think every time a hunter kills a vampire, his collar grows longer. Yeah, like in uh, "It's a Wonderful Life." Yes, and uh, she attacks him with a whip because she thinks he's some kind of marauder. And by yeah. she, I mean the girl who was bit in the previous scene. Yeah, she has a name. Probably yeah, it hasn't been said yet. It's like Di- Diana Lang or something. Okay. I don't know. That's, that something sounds, like that. It's Dolores, I think. Dolores, yes. Or, oh, or Doris. Well, it is Doris, but we call her Dolores because she is a woman in a Western. That's true. Yes. So Dolores attacks the D with a whip, and it's got like three or four like tails to it. Yeah, it's like a cat. It's like a cat of three tails, and uh, she uh, and they they wrap around him in various parts. But then he just like breaks free because he's the D. Yeah, and he disintegrates the whip, you know, because he's got mad skills. Po- yeah, powers, mad skills, uh, because he's obviously a powerful hunter. Yeah, as she determines. Yeah, and she's like, hey, that was just a test. I just had to make sure you had what it took. And he's like, cool. Well, no, he's like this. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, and then uh, and then, so she's like, and by the way, see, I have this thing on my neck where I got bit by the vampire, and so we need to go kill the vampire. And you apparently are a hunter, so I uh, guess you should come with me. And he kind of just like shrugs and follows her. Yeah, he's like, eh, seems legit. Yep. And then he rides into town. Yep. In the most western scene ever in the anime. Yeah. And uh, uh, we meet up with some uh, some of the local townsfolk. Yep. Well, we have her brother, Danny. Yeah. Who I think it's safe to say is the worst. Yeah, he likes to shoot guns at 
mist that eats tiger sheep? Yeah. Ain't you never had no tiger sheep before? Not, not. I've had tiger prawns, but never tiger sheep. Yeah, well, you got to watch out because that mist will eat them. Yep, the red mist. Yeah, and you can shoot the mist and it makes the mist go away because that's how mist works. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, the mist gets more confusing later. But uh, yeah, so we have she, she rides in with Danny and the D follows her. Um, what townsfolk do we, we meet? We meet, I mean, the one that, we've, that sticks in the mind the most is the Donald. Yeah, the Donald's there. And he like pins her to like the wall in an alley and he's like, Hey, you know, I've done so much for you. I think you should do a little something for me, you know? And, uh, she's like, uh, no, fuck you. and runs off. And he's like, but I've done so much and I'm powerful and rich. Yeah. I was like, I was like, well, at least he didn't grab her pussy. Yeah. No, I mean, you take what you can get. Yeah. And, uh, and there's but, other random townsfolk. There's a doctor. Yeah, there's doctor and sheriff and uncredited old man. Yeah, is there a shopkeeper or is that a different ship anime I was watching? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the shopkeeper that later doesn't want her to shop at his place because she might be in league with the Count. Yeah. Count and Lee. The, I assume mayor and sheriff are going to lock her up in... The place you lock people up in that hasn't a been camp. used? Yeah. Some some quote unquote camp. Because yeah. you know, no, nothing ever goes wrong in history when you put people in a camp. Nothing bad's ever happened in a camp. <laughs> Except for apparently what happened last time they put someone in a camp. It was a girl that the the count fancied it was what, what, fifty years ago at this point? Yeah. And he decided that, well, uh, I, that pisses me off. So I'm just going to kill a bunch of people now. Yeah. And so apparently their answer to uh, to this whole thing is to throw a, the girl that the Count fancies in a camp again. Yeah. But after the you know friendly reminder from the doctor, they're like, oh, or not that. Mm. And then she just goes home. Yep. With the D, of course. Yes, you gotta have the, the D in tow. And uh D's like, so here's here's what's up. Tomorrow is the the blood moon. That comes once a month. And it's not the blood's moon, they call it the woman's moon. Yeah. And but apparently blood they they any blood they take during that is considered unfit. Yeah. So yes. So once a month the woman's moon, there is unclean blood. So uh, D's like, so that means they're coming tonight because they can't come tomorrow. And and Dolores is like, well, that's okay. I got all these crosses and shit around the te- around the property. Yeah, but then and he's D, like, and, D says, and he's nope. Like, yeah, vampires have been around a long time. They're 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 hip to your tricks, child, and uh, they're just gonna send in mutants. And uh, other things that are immune to crosses and garlic, and come and take those out, and just bring you back to the count. Yeah. So, uh, just like he said, they show up. What with mutants and whatnot. Yep. Smash up the crosses. Well, and one guy like takes his 
his uh his boomerang straight out of blade and throws it and cuts through a bunch of crosses all in a row. Mm-hmm. And then catches it. Yeah. Yeah, Rufio. Or Ray, as they call him in the dub that I watched. Yeah. I like to think it's Rufio because this is canon with Peter Pan, is my theory. Or Hook well, specifically. <laughs> yes, that's obviously what is happening. And uh, so the D goes out and fights Rufio and is basically like wiping the mopping the floor with him. It jabs his uh, sword into Rufio's chest, but apparently that makes the sword come out of uh, the D's body instead. Oh, yeah, because he's got mutant powers, like an X-Man. Yeah, because yeah, he can warp warp space, apparently. And, and so the D pulls the sword out and then just heals. Yeah, and they're like, uh-oh, you're one of them dampiers. Which... I watched this with the uh, on YouTube with the auto-generated English subtitles, and they came up with a different subtitle for Dampier every time they said Dampier in this movie. That's pretty good. It was pretty impressive. I didn't, and I know it was not intentional, but it was some great emergent behavior. Thanks, fucking algorithm. Yep. Thank you, auto-generated subtitles. And they uh so they could beat him and uh also it's him and uh the count's daughter. Six head. Yeah. Because yeah. she doesn't have a forehead or a five head. She has a fucking six head. Yeah. It is literally two thirds of her face is forehead. At least. Yeah. So they get beat and sent backpack to the castle and they're like, oh man. He's one of them Dampier guys, man. We didn't know. And the Count, who looks like the uh, the granddad or uncle or whoever it is from Gravity Falls, is like, I don't give a shit. Bring me the girl. Yeah. Not impressed by all that noise. Nope. And then they... They get her somehow? I don't well, remember. I don't know. They, they, there's a whole lot of fuckery, fucking around that happens in this part of the movie where, like, not a lot happens. Um, D has a has a conversation with his hand, even though you can't tell that it's its hand. You think maybe it's the sword that he's talking to? He's talking to him. Um, the Donald at some point gets his hands on time, or he sees. It's not the Donald yet. It's oh, uh, okay. it's D saves her and says he's gonna go talk to the count. Right. So he rolls up to the count's uh, castle, where yeah. it's full of all manner of creepy Wait, weird and, shit. And the shot of from in like it's from it's from like a, a the shot is from inside the moat, well from down below the drawbridge. And the drawbridge is mostly raised up, almost entirely closed. And I was like, there's no way that drawbridge reach, reaches all the way across that moat. Like, I guess that's the best defense is not being able to actually get into the castle. <laughs> yeah, fake drawbridge gets them every time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, but of course the D gets around it by just like launching himself off of his horse and kind of like gliding to the drawbridge. Yeah. And he uh, ends up in the the entranceway where he uses his talisman of scare monsters. Yeah, or like some like glowing sphere. I mean, I don't know if it's a uh, if it's a uh, if it's uh, like a a sapphire brome or something full of stormlight. Maybe I like to think but, so. Uh, yeah, but uh, the monster, at least the the monster designs in this are like really cool and kind of creepy. Like it's probably like the the creepiest part of the movie so far, except for maybe the werewolf. The werewolf was actually kind of cool looking, but all the various like creepy, crawly, slimy, sal- salivating things were really kind of cool at this part. Yeah. And he uh, he hits him with his brooch. Yep. Which knocks back a lot of them, but it also wakes up the ghost jaguar, he says, confusedly. Yes. Yeah, some kind of ghost ghost beast, I believe, is what's referred to in the, sh- in the movie. Which is uh, not quite as tasty as roast beast, but um, it's, uh, yeah, and so, like, it attacks him, it, like, bites his arm, and he's like, you know what, fuck this noise, and just, like, Kool-Aid man through the wall. Oh, yeah! And apparently ghost beasts can't follow you through collapsing walls? Yeah, they have that one very specific weakness. (laughs) Anyway, it doesn't follow him, but then he ends up in a room with, like, some dude and some witch lady. It's Rufio. Rufio and a witch lady. Yeah, and the witch lady's like, ha ha! You didn't fall for the old ghost beast. Fucking good job, buddy. And then she, like, does she try to tell his fortune? Or I forget, like, she cackles at him for a bit. I don't know what she cackles at him about. Yeah, generalized witch things. Yeah. And moons and, and fucking whatnot. And he's like, fuck this noise, I'm out. And uh, but then Rufio hits him with the old collapsing floor into the this fucking snake lady pit. Yeah, well, it's not a snake lady pit. It's a nice, lovely little underground lake with three beautiful women strumming lyres in it, Chris. Well, that's true. They're super hot. Yes, and have weird nipples. Well, I mean, it's anime. They're probably not the weirdest nipples you've seen in anime. I know. No, that'll be for next week. <laughs> and uh, and he and so like they're playing their harps, and he's like, "Who are you?" And they're like, "Who are we?" Yeah, who are you? And like, oh, well, we're not really like beautiful women. We're really like snake lamia people. Yeah. And then they wrap themselves around him in like boa constrictor fashion, and he seems completely unfazed by all of this. Yeah, he is very nonplussed about this entire situation. Yeah. And this is when the Count decides to send out his minions to go abduct uh, Dolores. Yes. And uh, he snags her, takes her back, puts her in a canopy bed. Like you do. Yeah. But his daughter, Sixhead, is like, Oh, I can't stand for all this nonsense. Yeah, I can't have my dad polluting the bloodlines with your human nastiness. Yeah. And she's all, you know, the deal come save me. Yeah. 
and, and then so uh, D's down, stuck with the the snake ladies, Lamias, and a uh, old uh, monster hand is talking shit. Yeah, that's monster hand's job basically is to talk shit and to like inhale. Yeah, talk shit and inhale. That so you classic can talk more combo. Shit. Yeah, you got to yeah, be so able can... to talk more shit. Yeah, so you have to inhale so you can talk more shit. And they're uh, sucking his life force away. Oh, yes, his vital essence. I was like, and by vital essence, they obviously mean semen. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. And so I was like, I was watching this with a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to, to Jacob. And uh, I was like, now, is he just going to like overwhelm them with his essence? Or is he going to... Uh, or are they going to starve on his essence? And and we're, we we agreed that he was just going to his essence was going to be so overwhelming that they were going to be unable to handle it, which is not quite what happened. No. What happens is he uh he awakens the 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 inner D in his D. Yeah. yeah. The old double the D. He, he 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 awakens the Racula in his D. Yeah. Which makes him get real big fangs that apparently and can, blue. yeah, and he could chew straight through giant snake woman necks. Yes, <laughs> and so he just literally gnaws himself out of this problem. Yeah, and a uh, monster hand is like, "Hey, uh, looks like you're just some kind of shithead after all." He's like, "Hey, I'll cut you off seriously." Yeah, not figuratively. Like I will lop my goddamn hand off. Just so I don't have to talk to you anymore. And, you know, Monster Hand's like, fair enough. So he, uh, he escapes. Goes to save Dolores. Where, uh, Six Head is gonna shank her with glowy red stabby thing? That also explode into lava we've discovered earlier in the movie. Yeah, so. you know, that combination of things. Yep. <laughs> and he uh implies that her ancestors wouldn't be down with what she's into right now. Yeah, her sacred ancestor. Yeah. Which by which I assume from the picture that's hanging in the wall, they mean the Count Dracula. Yeah. So which implies that Dracula did not consider humans to be a terrible thing, even though apparently than the the vampire nobility do. And so he uh he grabs Dolores, goes to make his escape. But he's oh, and uh, there's a there's a big giant that threw a like an exploding fireball grenade thing at him earlier when well, he was trying was, to get into the castle. Well, we did we did gloss over big giant, uh, wing boy. Yep. And uh, and, spider back. Well, yes, but the spider back was inside the giant's mouth, hanging out on his tongue, which made lots of sense. We're just going to keep a spider back. I don't know. I mean, it it, it reminded me so much of the the wasp back guy from uh, Ninja Scroll that I was like, huh, I wonder who ripped off who on this one. Fair. But, you know, 
I guess uh, wasp back was not in a uh, in some giant's mouth. So. That's true. So uh, Wing Boy comes at him first and gets his guts ripped out for his efforts. Yep. Uh, Spider back tries next, and he just gets straight up cut in half. Well, he gets he gets all of his spiders sucked up into uh, the left hand of D. Yeah, because that's this other thing he's good at. Inhaling. Yeah. I'm here to inhale and talk shit, and I'm all out of inhale. <laughs> and so then D is running through the, the tunnel back to the, the drawbridge. Some other creature jumps out that he cuts in half, and the witch pops out of it for no goddamn reason. Well, that's where she was hiding to get him with the ghost monsters. Yeah, what the fuck? And, uh... Then he's like, well, I'm out, and just keeps running. Yep. And then a giant man shows up. Yep. As he's trying to get up the drawbridge, grabs him. And he sticks him in the hand, cuts down the drawbridge, uh, smashes one of his hands. Yeah, pins the, 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 the giant's hand to the ground with the drawbridge that he's that the giants grabbed a hold of the edge of. But he also has one of them explodey balls. Yep. Which, which he apparently him. which he apparently cannot let go of for some unknown reason and ends up blowing himself up with. Yeah. And uh D makes his escape with Rufio not far behind. Right. And but with Dolores in tow. Yeah. And uh, Rufio throws his boomerang sword at him because he hears a rustle in the bushes, but he just kills the flying guy. Yeah, I think you mean a a, uh, a bustle in your hedgerow, Chris. Fair. It is just a sprinkling for the bayqueed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Rufio takes out flying bony guy. And Rufio's like, well, shit, I can't come back until I've murdered this guy. Murdily erdlered this guy, Chris. Fair. And uh, so he takes off to try to hunt down D. Yep. It's up in town. Yeah. Where he meets yep. up with the gas mask messenger man. Right. And the Donald catches wind of all this happening. And he heads to the motel's secret fucking recording room. I'm assuming that's a brothel. And they have a room that like has, you know, it's like uh, the wall of TVs that each TV is in a different room. It ties into a camera in each room. I mean, somebody's got to be the head sex pervert, I guess. Yep. And it's not you this week. Yeah. Good. I deserve some time off every once in a while. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he watches the gas mask messenger guy hand over a candle. Yeah. To well, to Rufio. It's not a candle. It's the transdimensional incense or some crazy shit. No, the time bewitching incense. Yeah. Which I have to imagine was more eloquent. 
in Japanese. Yeah, and that is the actual words. I am not like making any shit up here. That is in the the dub we watched. That is what they called it. Was time bewitching incense. Yeah, and credit to the guys doing the dub. They managed to say that repeatedly, straight faced, like it's a thing. Yeah. And yeah, so Donald's all excited about the time bewitching incense. Yeah. And a gas mask guy basically tells Rufio that, you know, this is last chance. Use this. Take out the D. And then, I don't know, profit. Yeah. And so, uh, Rufio goes to Dolores' farm and uh, kidnaps Danny. Yeah, to get D out. They did, yeah, to... uh, to unleash to get the D to follow him, they sticks him up on top of a big like rock spire, yeah, like something from the Badlands. And he's all, and... Uh, "Ha ha! I've got the fucking time bewitching incense, you dumb asshole! What are you gonna and do the now?" He's like, "Ha ha! I have this sword, and I will cut your hand and the bewitching time bewitching incense that is holding it that is being held by it." Yeah. And, and Rufio's like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. And D's like, looks like you got set up, dude. You got punked. That looks like it hurts a lot. <laughs> and so he, uh, yeah, so the D brings, grabs Danny and brings Sam back to the farmhouse. However, the doctor in the meantime has shown up at the farmhouse. Yeah. And he's going to take Dolores to the secret vampire hiding from stronghold. Yeah, where there's like stuff written on the walls that protects the house from the the vampires and yada, yada, yada. And she's like, well, I've known you since I was a tiny baby. So sure, let us do this. And so he puts her on some kind of like stagecoach thing, wagon with like cyborg horse pulling it. And they're going like they're going around the mountain. Yeah. And then a six head shows up, makes the save inexplicably. Well, yeah, six head shows up and she's like, hey, you stop what you're doing. And he's like, what? Like, I've been her. Yeah, I've been I've known her for so long, blah, blah, blah. Then he like starts going fangs. And makes some like really like disgusting comment about how basically like he should have tried to hit that earlier. Yeah. And you're just like, oh what? Uh, but anyway, he's like turns like into like, I don't know, like some kind of vampire ghoul Renfield type thing. And Six Head's like, no, I still don't want my dad boning this chick. So I'm going to attack you. And she drives him off. And Dolores is like, well, well, I guess you're not quite as bad as I thought you were since you just saved my life. And she's like, I just got rid of him because I don't want you ending up in my dad's hands. And then the Donald shows up. Yeah. And turns out he made the uh, the classic move where you take the time bewitching incense and you replace it with a fake time bewitching incense. And then you have the real time bewitching incense. And apparently what the time bewitching incense does is give vampires orgasms. Yeah, I mean, I might pick one up. That seems I mean, helpful. 
I think she was supposed to be in distress, but really just looked like she had like that that six head had like a body shaking orgasm. Yeah. I mean, she looked bewitched. I, I mean, either one's going to incapacitate you, I guess. And uh, Donald's like, oh, shit, I don't think this was actually going to work. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, and I've saved you, which means, of course, now that you must want to have sex with me. Yeah. Quickly to the bone zone. And he's going to take out six head. But then uh, Dolores shields six head. And she's like, no, you can't kill six head. She saved my life. Yeah. And then uh, D and the the little brother just kind of show up. Randomly, yeah. Like, oh, well, you weren't at the farmhouse, so I assume you must be on the trail to the Count's house, the Count's castle? Yeah. And uh, the brother, the little brother shoots at Dan, Dan, the Donald. There you go. And uh, knocks him off a cliff, so fuck him, I guess. Well, generally, that's how I feel about the Donald. Fair. And, uh... Sixhead's like, well, I guess I'm gonna get murdered. And they're like, nah, The D doesn't just murder for no reason. Not or that he has... Erdler. And, like, let's be real. He's got a pretty good reason at this point. You know, what with all the murder attempts and abductions and whatnot. Murder the Erdler attempts? Fair. Yep. But, uh, nope. Turns out that the D has a code. Yes. It is the QWERTY code. And uh, so maybe they. It's the, maybe it's the ROT 13 code. It's a Caesar cipher. Oh, okay. So they send a six head packing back to the castle. They all head back to uh, Dolores' house where um, there's a unnecessary, gratuitous shower scene. Yeah. Oh, and also the doctor managed to, like, pull her boob out of her dress for some goddamn reason. Uh, Yeah, art. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the fan service in this one was kind of cringe. Well, okay, it was really cringy. I won't say it was kind of cringy. It was really cringy. Yeah. And uh, so because, you know, all of the high stakes, Dolores has fallen for the D... Yep. She wants the D. Yeah. Both in both ways. Yeah. And he's like, nope, that's not what I do. Yeah. I'm here to use my monster hand to kill shit. Unless you need killing. Do you need killing? Because, no? All right. And then so he decides he needs to go confront the Count. Yeah. Meanwhile... Rufio has found uh, the Donald, who is in the fucking ravine or whatever, mm-hmm. gets the candle back, takes care the of that. bewitching incense. Yeah. Ties that loose end up. And he heads back to uh, get D before D gets to the castle. Yeah. Bewitches him time-wise. Cuts off Monster Hand. And then stakes him. Yeah. And so he's like, cool, I won. I'm going to go tell the boss. But Monster Hand wakes up. And he's like, uh-oh, fog monster. I better eat this grass and or dirt. Yep. Yeah, because oh, here comes that red mist. The red mist is back. 
And uh, apparently, in order to reattach a monster hand to your half-vampire stump, you have to have it eat enough grass and dirt. I can't stress that enough. Yep. And then it gives you CPR. Yeah. Until you wake up and you cut through the red mist with your sword and it becomes meat chunks. Yeah, that all adds up. Yeah, I, so, I mean, I was trying to find a way to say the Red Mist was a motherfucker, but I can't really, couldn't really figure out a good way to say that, other than to just say that, like that. Eh, it's not a bad way. That's a Kick-Ass 2 joke for all you fans out there. And as all that nonsense is going on, Six Head's trying to convince her pops to just, hey, maybe not do this marriage thing. Maybe don't bone a human. And uh, the Count's like, look, I've been around for 10,000 years. You know, not much is interesting anymore. So when something's interesting, I'm into it. Yeah. Like I was 50 years ago with your mom. Dun, dun, dun. So yes, Miss High and Mighty Purity of the Bloodlines, it turns out that you too are a damn pure. Yeah. And, and so, she's like, no, I just refuse to believe that. Nope, not true. Meanwhile, uh, Rufio has brought back Dolores. And he's like, hey, I did it. I did the thing, the thing you wanted me to do. So make, make me, me uh, a vampire. And the Count's like, no, because well, fuck you. Yeah, you fucked up so many times. Why don't you try talk? come talk to me in 50 years, then we'll see. And and Rufio's like, 50 years? Fuck, that's a long time. That's a lot of time. I'll be 50 more years from now by then. <laughs> I'll be 50 years older. So he's like, aha, joke's on you, Count. I got the time bewitching incense. Because I can't miss another opportunity to say the phrase time bewitching incense. That's right. And uh, the Count's like, Really? Really? You think I'd give you something that could kill me, you dumb shithead? That's exactly why you had to wait 50 more years. And then he uses his eyes to shoot uh, Rufio to the wall, to stick him to the wall, and then, like, scanners his head. Yeah. And I don't know if we've mentioned it, but uh, movie's not shy about guts and exploding blood particles and... Just general gore. Nah. So he uh, basically I'm turns okay him into that. a gross red stain on the wall. Yep. And now the Count's gearing up for the old wedding. Yeah. And then, so they're in the throne room, and Dolores is like, Eyes all look all weird, like they're just all iris and no pupil. And who crashed? Who who uh, who has something? Who has an objection, Chris? Well, the D does, of course. Of course. And he's all like, "Nope, that's not happening. I'm here to stop this whole thing." And he cuts a fire in half. That's kind of cool. Yeah, he cuts a fire in half and the fire goes out. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't know you could behead a fire. Yeah. 
There could be only one fire. <laughs> yeah. And he basically uh, tells the Count, you know, he ain't standing for it. And if this is how it's going down, you gotta go through him. And they have themselves a little fight. Yeah, and the Count's like, you're only a lowly damn peer. I'm a 10,000-year-old vampire. Fuck you very much. Yeah. And he goes to hit him with the uh, Rufio special. But then he uh, turns on his turn blue vampire powers. D does. Yep. He vamps out. Yeah. And he hits him with the old sword split in half, throw the sword through the count, pin him to the wall, and then it drives through him after he hits the wall trick. Yeah, yeah, like you, yeah. The, the sword pins into the wall, then the sword just pushes further into the wall, and the well, the count for that matter, for no goddamn reason. Yeah, and uh, the count's like they talk. Count's like, oh man, what the fuck? You shouldn't be able to do that. And the D is like, well, I'm a dampier, but as you can tell by my classic profile, I'm obviously. The son of the the Count Dracula, the the vampire to end all vampires. Yeah. And so that is, I am far more powerful than you are, dumbass. And uh, this is conveyed by the Count being pinned to the wall by a sword, looking at the giant painting he has of Count Dracula and going, Dracula, D, Dracula, D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is terrible and great simultaneously yeah. and uh since the count's dying the whole castle is collapsing in if that's how it, castles work yeah it's it well they're following castlevania rules yeah and uh six head shows up and she's like uh well i guess i'll die here unless you tell me not to d since you are the closest thing to Dracula around these parts now. And he's like, don't stay here and die because you're a damn peer and like dying for the quote unquote purity of the bloodlines is stupid. And she's like, Oh, so I should stay here and die for the purity of the bloodlines. Okay. Yeah. I heard dying. And then she uh, just kind of hangs out and dies. Yeah. Cause she refuses to believe that she is inferior according to her previous beliefs. And then the uh, D escapes with Dolores, and for some reason, her little brother's there now. Well, Rufio had saved him earlier. Yeah. And they escape the castle. The castle collapses in, and a bunch of stuff happens. Yeah, basically this movie turns into Fantasia for like 10 minutes after the castle collapses, like... There's weird like day night cycles and like like suns flitting across the sky and lights and I don't know like black tendrils shooting from the ground up into the sky and down to where the castle was. Like I mean some hippos and some brooms. I don't know. Yeah. There's a big demon on a mountain. Yeah. And then everything is like green and lush and beautiful now. Yep. And uh D rides off. With uh, Dolores and little brother yelling D for what feels like 45 minutes. D, come back, D. Ma needs you, D. 
And uh, there is an inexplicable four-minute section of just scenery and Japanese music. Yep. And credits. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I mean... It's a little confusing. I won't deny that. I think there's something to be said for the uh, the aesthetic of it over the narrative of it. It's not the most coherent narrative you're ever going to see, but like the monster design is real good. Just the the design of everything is really interesting. It's got this weird, like, post-apocalyptic, but also, like, not right after the apocalypse, but that kind of post-apocalyptic thing where the apocalypse happened, and now it's all villages and old-timey stuff with just a hint of modern stuff thrown in there. The creature design is real good. Not explained particularly well, but... It's all sufficiently weird and creepy. There's plenty of guts getting flown out when people get cut open and blood and... Hey, witches. Ghost jaguars. <laughs> it's not fucking Citizen Kane. But I mean, I think it's got its merits. Again, this is another movie that I saw when I was a young man. So, you know, that classic uh, disclaimer that I might not be able to separate a certain nostalgia for this from uh, the usual in-depth, very poignant critique that you're used to. (laughs) But I mean, I think if you can... uh, just kind of roll with what it's doing. It's not that bad of a time. It drags a little bit here and there. But your mileage will probably vary on this one. I'd say better than Demon City Shinjuku, worse than Ninja Scroll. Maybe give it a shot. What do you say, Troy? Um. Well, I was, first I want to say shout out, shout out again to Jacob for uh, pointing out that the, the Donald... Featured in this movie. Because yeah. That character was basically the Donald. Um, I don't know. Like this felt. Actually you know what this reminded me of. Was the role playing game Rifts. With like cyborg horses. And vampire counts. And western motifs. And super powered protagonist. And I was like okay. So okay. I could see this as like a Rifts adventure. That's fine. I'm down with that. But. I don't know, like, the D, I think, had seven lines the entire movie, maybe. And, like, the the Shane ending was pretty funny to me. Uh, just because, you know, I, I, Shane, I, I don't watch Shane in English class for some reason. But that movie has always stuck with me because of that, I guess. Um, so there's that. I don't know, like, this movie's all over the fucking place. Like... It's there's almost no dialogue for the first 15 minutes of the movie, which I'm fine with. I love that about Conan the Barbarian and that there's almost no dialogue for the first 30 minutes of that movie. It's great. It works wonderfully. 
Um, not so much here because D just always felt like there was, it felt like there's no stakes to this movie because it felt like that D it was obvious from early on that D was going to have whatever power needed to overcome whatever problem there was. It was just a matter of let's just get from point A to point B to point C already, buddy. Cause there's no real, there's no real threat here. And that was really, really made the movie boring for me. Um, I did like that. Uh, Dolores had more agency and, uh, was not just basically fridged like, uh, the girl in demon city, Shinjuku, um, I don't. I I can see D appealing to like a teenage, like a, like a a teenage boy. Like, oh man, he's so cool. Like he doesn't say anything, but he's just always like, he's always down for a fight, and he he wins and blah blah blah. I I don't know. Like, it's kind of a teenage power fantasy kind of feel to it that just does not appeal to me as a forty two year old man anymore. <sighs> I don't know. I don't. I don't recommend it. I think it's better than Demon City Shinjuku, but that is damning with faint praise, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I would say this is well worth skipping. Fair enough. So, 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 Chris, what wonderful anime are we watching next week for well, Anime August? We're not going to watch a wonderful one. We're going to watch a fucking bonkers one. It's yes. called Apocalypse Zero. Interesting. It it's something, all right. So what if uh, people have feelings about things or whatever? What would they do, Troy? Well, they should talk to the therapists. Fair. <laughs> but if you want to like recommend movies to us or tell us how much you love us and or hate us, uh, you can do that in multiple ways. You could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You could reach out to us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. You could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. Uh, because they don't let you have longer usernames than that, apparently. Uh, you could reach out to us on Reddit at r slash SHP podcast. Uh, if you want to just listen to us in some other fashion than you're doing currently, you could go to Apple Podcasts or Apple Music or Apple iTunes or whatever the fuck Apple calls their podcast app now. Um, Google Music, which I think is also changing maybe to YouTube Music now. So I'm not sure how you'll find us on there. But we're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbean. Uh, if you want to find our the RSS link for our uh, our web our, uh, our podcast, you could go to slaughterhouseprincess.com because it's there. Uh, you could also, while you're there, uh, check out other tabs like Store or Discord or... Um, transcript.slaughterhouseprincess.com um, There's another one. Oh, Patreon. Patreon's the other one that I couldn't think of. So I think that is slightly better than Hotlanta would do, but not much better. It couldn't be worse. So come back next time for Apocalypse Zero. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink sake about movies. Bye. Let's talk about the D, Chris.
I thought you'd never ask.